Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duga Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you living, man? It's summertime, baby. It's 90 <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> 90 degrees in I'm Northridge. I'm not sure if I'm happy about 90, but it's fucking Hey, happy. I'd rather be 90 than 60. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. So Tyler, the NBA draft has come and gone. Free agency is on Saturday. Uh, We're going to recap some of the highlights of the draft as well as update you guys on some free agency news. Also, the NBA awards were last night here in Santa Monica. That's right, last night. (laughs) Uh, Uh, They finally wrapped it up. Yeah. Back when uh, we did episode 26 with our good friend Matt Hanley, we predicted. What up, Matt? (laughs) What up, Matt? Uh, We predicted who we thought was going to win each award. We'll discuss uh, how we did in predicting each award. Uh, And then also, Tyler has his top 10 fantasy football players you might want to look out for this year. So uh, if you got a fantasy football draft coming up in the next couple of of weeks as we get closer. Yeah, it's about fantasy football season. Yeah. It's almost fantasy football season. Pay pay close attention to what Tyler has to say later in the show. Some you may not. Yeah, so pay close attention. Uh, and then to close the show, I have a quick little two-minute drill for Tyler. But let's jump right into the NBA draft. Obviously, number one and number two picks were this pretty draft, much a lock. This draft will always be the draft where I watched every team pass on Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> hey. That's all we talked about, the whole the whole draft. Yeah. I mean, from pick – three basically on it was just like when's my when's porter jr and 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 every single team was like they gotta take him it's a perfect fit every single team and oh man Aiden and bagley are definitely the studs but i'll always remember this draft for just watching michael porter slip down the draft boards the one silver lining with michael porter jr falling to 14 with the nuggets is he's still in the lottery and he gets that lottery money yeah, no that 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 definitely helps him out. But yeah, I mean, I, he was he's not a loser on draft day at all. I don't no. think because yeah, like like you said, you know, he got lottery money and he he's in the, he's in the NBA. He's gonna help out any team he was on. Like I said, he's a great fit for anybody because he's a good basketball player. So he's gonna be all right. I mean, if anything, this is just a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, very Rogers like. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, the one thing with. Michael Porter Jr. is is apparently he's not going to play the whole season. And a lot of these teams, I thought that would be like, you know, a good fit for him to take it slow because I, yeah. I, I, sh- I would hope he's not going to play right away at least. I think they got to at least bring him along slowly. Okay. But it's not a huge concern. I mean, I think if you take, you know, so many guys have missed a year, 
you know, missed two years and have come back and been successful. You know, the back back is always like, you know, a scary one, but yeah. it's not the legs. There's a positive. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then obviously the biggest thing that happened probably in the draft yeah. was the three and the five picks getting traded for each other. Luka Doncic getting drafted by Atlanta, but getting traded to Dallas. And then yeah. Trey Young getting drafted by Dallas and getting traded yeah. to Atlanta. That, I think, people thought was going to be the start of a big night in terms of movement. Yeah, it was actually really, really quiet compared to what Very I quiet. And, I mean, Dallas Dallas dominated. I mean, they did exactly what they wanted to do. They got the player they wanted. They would have took Doncic anywhere, I think, other than maybe one. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of people knew that Dallas wanted Doncic coming in because they had expressed that, and so many people were talking about how they are trying to move up. So Dallas did a great job. They got another uh, international talent, and it just fits well with their with their program. Yeah, and I mean, I think probably a player that Doncic has probably crafted his game after yeah. would be Dirk. Yeah, no, I mean he's definitely or Nash or you yeah, know, any of these guys. I, I think he's got a little bit of all of them. And uh, Mark Cuban and, and the Dallas Mavericks have always been fond of taking international players because they've had great success with it. Yeah, and I think this is going to be another case. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about uh, Colin Sexton to Cleveland? That I mean, outside of and you know this is going to be a similar opinion for a lot of teams, but outside of not taking Michael Porter Jr., I <laughs> thought that that was the second best pick that they could have made. I mean, that's who I that's who I thought they were going to take. That okay. was like my prediction for most of this draft uh, was that Colin Sexton and Cleveland was going to take a point guard. Regard, you know, I thought that's definitely where they were going. Did you see what number he's going to wear? Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Why not? Uh, another trade that occurred, which was very interesting because of the story behind the pick, yeah. uh, was Mikhail Bridges getting picked by Philadelphia. Uh, his mom is like the vice president of HR for the 76ers organization. Mm -hmm. So Philly. that was like a cool thing in the moment. Philly kid. Yeah. And then while he's getting interviewed on ESPN, he's informed that he's being traded to Phoenix for uh who was it zaire smith when zaire was being interviewed oh yeah zaire yeah my fault yeah when he was being interviewed they got traded and it was that was definitely a big uh big surprise because you know they talked about you know mikhail bridges story with in relationship with philadelphia so, yeah uh most analysts had him had him going there so that's weird that they traded him i i, I didn't really understand the trade but Zaire Smith, he's he's got big time potential, so you know that that could be that could be good for a program that doesn't really need much right now. They're just trying to build, you know, build up the uh, like the role players. Yeah. In Philly. And then another trade that happened in the first round was Shea Gilgis Alexander getting picked by Charlotte, and then just getting traded down one spot uh, for Miles Bridges, who got picked by the Clippers at twelve. Yeah, Miles Bridges is going to be a great. I think he, I think Miles Bridges is gonna be a really good NBA player. I'm excited. I, I'm a little disappointed he's in Charlotte. Yeah, that's definitely not like where I would have wanted him to go. Would have been I would have way much rather him play for the Clippers. Um, and I don't really know Shy Alexander too well from Kentucky, but I know he's a he's a long athletic guard, just like always. Yeah. Um, and Clippers are just trying to stockpile talent right now. Yeah. What What were some of the picks that kind of interest you? Well, um, and you know, like I said. For the most part, the better part of the uh, 
the lottery, I was just kind of upset that people weren't taking <laughs> Michael Porter. So hometown uh, bias right there. Yeah, and he's not even from Seattle. He just came to Seattle to play for high one year to play high school ball. But uh, no, I just think he's a great player, and I think people are messing up not taking him. I, yeah, I think, no, I, I completely agree. I think he's going to end up having. He could be a redshirt rookie of the year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That could be. That could. That could be possible. But. Um, some other picks I, uh, later in the draft I thought were like super you know, clutch picks. I think these guys are going to play right away for these teams and be good players. Um, right off the bat, the kind of you know, a lot of people have this opinion is Lonnie Walker, the fourth out of Miami, going to San Antonio. Um, just a freak athletically, you know, uh, has, has so much room to mold his game, shoots the ball really well. Uh, once Popovich gets a hold of him and teaches them how to yeah. play defense and all that kind of stuff. Popovich, is, he, he got someone he's going to be able to mold. Yeah, and he can only and, – and what he has is shooting the shooting ability and athleticism. So it's like you can build around that. You exactly. Know what I mean? that, so I think they're thinking – I think they're thinking the floor is a 3 and D, which is like, you know, 3 and D is, is super, value, super valuable in the NBA today. For sure. So if that's his floor, you know, his ceiling could be really good. You know, he could turn into someone that's you know, a, a solid starter, maybe even better than that. Um, another one I hate to say, but this is just like a match made in heaven is uh, Grayson Allen going yeah. to Utah. Uh, the Duke connection with Quinn Snyder there. He's just uh, the perfect player for Utah, spreads the court uh, for them, and then just is a gritty player on the other end. Smart basketball player, uh, four year player at Duke, you know, under Coach K. It's so always going to benefit. He's going to play right away. And he for can, sure. And uh, he can eventually, you know, probably get a lot of minutes for them. He's going to be able to play with Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, I can he can play with a true point guard. He can, you know, he can do a lot of different things. He's a, he's a bigger kid than most people think. Yeah, I could I could see Grayson Allen definitely probably getting around like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, rookie and, year. Yeah, I think by the end of the year he's going to be in their playoff rotation. Yeah, um, and he's you know like with with Gobert and all and all those big guys, he's going to be great spreading the court as well. Um, the other guy, uh, the UCLA, uh, the Holiday brother, the, yep. third, the third installment, the final installment. Yeah, right? he's the last of them. No yes, more. he is yeah. the last of them. Um, the Pacers got, a, I think Pacers got a great still at twenty three. Um, yeah, he could definitely be like, you know, and, and this is like obviously best case scenario, but he could be the Kyle Kuzma of the draft and come out and score a lot of points for Indiana. You know, they need help at that that position right away. He's yeah. going to be able to play point with someone like Oladipo. Uh, and he could, he, I think he has a chance at being the starter there by, by the end of the year. Yeah, that yeah, would, I mean, yeah. I, I really didn't necessarily, he, I wasn't necessarily a huge Aaron Holiday fan. He started out really slow at UCLA his freshman year, and by the time he left, he asserted himself as one of the best players in the country. Yeah, no, he, he, he had a great season at UCLA, uh, great, you know, great career in all. Um, and I think he's going to be able to score the ball and play a lot of point guard for, for Indiana. Um, and then the last one, um, Robert Williams, a center out of Texas A&M, going to Boston at 27. They need a center. They need, they need a center. This guy, um, they talked about a little bit on the draft. He basically, I think he only scored on eight, um, eight possessions all year cutting to the rim. So, you know, it's going to be and, – and so what I think they saw is that, you know, he hasn't done it on film, but they know that he has the ability to be a high pick-and-roll guy. Right. Um, he's super athletic. He's a defensive player of the year from the Big 12. That says um, a lot. Yep. He played with, he played with uh, two other big guys. Texas A&M actually made a uh, good run in the tournament this last year as they well. They did. Uh, yeah, he's a defensive player, and he's going to be a high pick-and-roll guy. So maybe a Clint Capella at 27, where I think Clint Capella went, uh, that's – 
watch out. Boston got it. Boston got a good one right there. Yeah. All right. We can't we can't stop talking about the draft without nah, nah, yeah. bringing up the, good the Lakers and yeah. who they, they picked. killed it. I stood I stood up and I stood up and clapped and I talked about how Wagner was one of the guys I wanted. Yeah. No. Mo Wagner from Michigan. He's six ten. He's a high pick and roll guy. He can play some offense. The only thing he really needs to work on is his defense. He's a he's a Sabonis. If you if you've seen, yeah. if you haven't seen Wagner play, he's he's very similar to Sabonis. That's a game. really good comparison. Yeah, he's got the same body, very strong, super talented, like you know, skilled guy. Had one of the greatest Final Four games of all time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think he's going to be able to stretch the court a little bit and play a lot so, right away. So at the, so they had the introductory press conference uh, today for him. And the Lakers' other draft pick. Who yeah, I'm yeah. not even gonna try and pronounce his name. Yeah, uh, Siv. Siv or Svi. Svi, yeah, Svi. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Dang, I watched that just to try and get his name, and now I can't remember how they said it. You know what I mean? I so badly wanted to pronounce his name right, and I can't remember now. But um, yeah, he, Rob, I've seen him play a bunch. Yeah, so we'll get to him in a second. But what Rob Polinka said about Mo Wagner was that. When he declared last year, yeah, they and, were they they and, wanted to take him. Yeah, so they wanted to take him after seeing him at both the draft, right? No, ju- I think just Wagner. I think he said they both both of those guys almost came out last year, and, and they they had them both on on their radar. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's basically what they said. Yeah, I'm for, not sure for, if they they had him on their radar for the whole year. Yeah, so they watched their entire year this year in college, but the one thing that Polinka said he was most impressed with. With Wagner at the draft combine last year was his footwork. Yeah. And he's a skilled big guy. Exactly. When it comes to big guys, footwork is key. That's like yeah. the bread and butter right there. Yeah, you can cut you can as a big person, you can cover a lot of ground if you know where your feet are going and, exactly. and you're efficient with your steps. Um yeah, uh and, and Polinka also um talked about how they needed three point shooting was like the most important thing. Yep. That they wanted to do, and they and they got it, and they they got two kids coming out of just dominant college programs in Kansas and Michigan, you know, really well coached in college. They're not, they don't have, they don't have to have that learning curve. They're going to come in and be professional right away. Um, and Wagner, I think for sure is going to crack the roto. Is probably the fourth post. Yeah. Um, and then you know we'll see if Svi can can crack it. You never yeah. Know. And uh, the Lakers, their pick at 39, which they got from Philadelphia, I believe it was the day before the draft, Mm -hmm. Uh, they drafted another big, long, athletic guy from Germany as well, uh, Isaac Bonga. I don't know much about him. I don't know if he's even going to make it over here. I don't think think he's someone that's coming over. Yeah. Uh, Just from the sounds of it, but, you know. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. But but no, I, I overall I think the Lakers killed it. I was, yeah, no, I was I th- super. I was super happy with their draft and like the Seahawks, you know, because these are my favorite teams. Obviously, I know the 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 franchise is better than other teams, but for sure, I have extremely high confidence in their drafting abilities. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Right now, I mean, drafting Mo Wagner is just basically completing a pipeline of centers that they've drafted over the past couple of years with Zubots and Thomas Bryant and now Mo Mo Wagner. And I think that at least one of those three has to stick. 
Yeah, you know, like yeah, one of those, yeah. one out of those three yeah, is going to be good. I, I don't think I think Thomas Bryant's on his way out. I don't think he's going to. You think so? Yeah, I just think he's going to end up being the odd man out. It's not that he can't play. I like Thomas Bryant, but unfortunately with Wagner, I think he kind of took his spot. I, um, but, we'll see. But the the, the company I, I put Wagner in is more like that's where we got Kuzma. That's where we yeah. got Josh oh, Hart. Sure. That's where we got Jordan Clarkston. That's where for we got sure. Larry Nance. So that's why I'm super confident. And, you know, I think Wagner's going to turn out and be, be a solid uh, role player for us. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I don't think, think he's, he's going to end up being our starting center. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think that that's He's also – I think he's too Zubo, short. Zubo, yeah. He's I mean, only yeah, 6'10". Yeah, exactly. I think he can play a small ball center right. where they're stretching the court. I mean, if, if he's playing against Draymond, you know, some, something like that. Yeah. Um, But I think he's going to pl- end up playing a lot. Yeah. So, anyway, let's – free agency is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. About to go down. It it's all about to go down, and we might we might even be getting a little bit of a preview because it broke right before we start started recording, and we first got the heads up from our good friend Blake Anthony, who texted Tyler. Yep, he's he's uh, he's a source. And then I I had to confirm it, and obviously Woj had already dropped the bomb. Uh, the Clippers traded Austin Rivers to the Washington Wizards for Marcin Gortat, and obviously. Marcin Gortat and John Wall had their spats over the past couple of years, probably. Yep. Uh, most notably this past season. Um, and Austin Rivers, don't really know what to do with him. I'm not. For I, the Clippers. Yeah, he's he's going to end up being a journeyman, yeah. unfortunately. Just because he has he has game, he can play, but he's not anyone that's super desirable. He takes a lot of shots for a guard that's not dominating the game. You know, like nowadays, if, if you're taking a lot of shots, James Harden – Russell Westbrook, right? You know, these are the kind of numbers you got to throw up if you're going to be taking a ton of shots. So, but why? Why I think this trade is most interesting is obviously the domino effect. The, yeah, the domino effect. It came out earlier today uh, that DeAndre Jordan is probably going to opt into his deal with the Clippers before the deadline, but it's most likely only to facilitate a, t- a trade. For the Clippers, and so DeAndre gets his money that he's owed because he's owed like twenty-four million yeah. for this coming season. Um, I heard Dallas is in the mix. I don't know how likely that is, um, but I think the Clippers are basically how using. Could he, how could he get to Dallas? You know what I mean? After yeah. all that, that would just be insane. I mean, apparently they're the ones that are interested. I don't know how yeah, likely it is the Clippers so would trade it to, trade DeAndre to them. Yeah. But I mean, it'd be like the one team I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him to. Yeah, um, but I think Marcin Gortat is obviously that backup plan for if the Clippers yeah. do trade yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Yep, and then like you said, it could be in Washington. Yeah, yeah. so wa- with Dwight Howard getting traded from Charlotte to Brooklyn, and Dwight Howard and Brooklyn working on a buyout that won't be complete until after free agency begins. Look out for Washington to maybe sign Dwight Howard because they'll probably take a stab at Boogie. Oh, and for then, sure. I think everyone's going to try and take yeah, a stab at yeah, Boogie. Yeah, of course. And and uh, if they don't go Boogie, you know, I think Dwight Howard's the next name on the list as far as free agents go. Yeah. Um. And and big time centers. Yeah. And I mean, let's say DeAndre doesn't opt in with the Clippers and becomes a free agent. Let's say the Lakers strike out on a couple big names signing DeAndre Jordan to a one-year deal 
Yeah, that'd getting be, ready that for that would be that would be insane. That would be a huge get for us. That would be. I mean, it gets rim protection. Yeah, it gets a nice high pick and roll for, with Lonzo and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, spreads the floor. No, I mean, shit. If we can get DeAndre, yeah, go for it. I that I would be all in on that. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna end up getting traded though. You're right. Yeah. Uh, some other news on a team declining a player's option. Uh, the Nuggets are going to decline the team option on Nikola Jokic, make him a free agent, but so then re-sign him, him as a max deal. Exactly. Yeah. So this is that that is just so sketchy to me. Just like what do they have some sort of gentleman's agreement? That they, like yeah, it's, I mean it's their own player. It's not tampering if it's your own player. No, I know, but it's just like Jokic could just do whatever he wanted there. You know what I mean? Once they once. Once he's a free agent, yeah, he yeah, technically like he could. He, you but know, he could go out there and get paid by anybody. He could go to any team. Yeah, but where you get the most money is the team you were previously on. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. But if he doesn't want to be in Denver, you know what I mean? Well, I think with them drafting Michael Porter Jr., no, I think he's, that— he's going to sign. I'm just saying it's it was just— that's just so sketchy. I know yeah. for a fact. I mean, I feel super confident that he's going to sign. Yeah. I just think that's super sketchy to just be like, all right, you're going to say no to this contract, then you're going to sign this contract. But it's like, yeah. What, is there a contract involved saying that you have to like follow that those steps? You yeah. Know? Who knows? Some back backroom deals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And what, what about Indi- Indiana? Oh, uh, with Lance declining Lance. And Paul George was pissed. Yeah. Paul George was not happy about it. <laughs> what do you think about it? Uh, I mean. Just makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I understand why they're cutting him. I, I love Lance, and and we all love Lance. Who doesn't? Is, it's just that he is a pacer. Um, that's kind of the only shitty part about it. Is it would have been nice for him to just ride it out and, yeah. and play there with that and, up and coming team. And he had a pretty decent year for them this past oh, year. Oh yeah, a great year. He's he's always just playing. He <laughs> always just plays well when he's on the court. You know what I mean? He doesn't always show up, but when he's he does, born ready. He's, yeah, he's born ready. Uh, and then probably the biggest no brainer of the entire summer is mellow opting into his deal with the thunder. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's owed $27.9 million next year. Thank you. New York Knicks yeah. for that burden on Oklahoma he's be, city. He's going to be 35. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I hate thinking about mellow at this point <laughs> in his career. I do. I really do because I know what the, I know the type of player he was. I mean, offensively he's as good or better than Kevin Durant is. Yeah. Um, but it's like watching Allen Iverson all over again. You know, it's like when he's done. He's we don't. We don't like done. the. We don't like Detroit and Memphis. Allen Iverson. He's not, he's not going to come off the. He's do, He's not going to be a sixth man. You know. He no. doesn't He needs shots. He needs to be in the starting lineup. I just don't think he's going to take a lesser role. He, he already said he's not going to do that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's how Iverson went. And that's why I think. Unfortunately, I think we could have got so many more. Uh, so many more years out of Iverson produ- production-wise if he would have came off the bench. For sure. But instead, his last three years, he basically fought franchises and wasn't on the court, and uh, it well, didn't did, did did end well. Look at the way it, Chuck- lo- it looked like he, lo- like he lost a step. or No, he went from averaging 27 to like not basically not playing. I mean, this is probably – this might be a bad comparison, but I'm going to say it anyway. Look at the way Chauncey Billups ended his career. Yeah, and – what and, compared uh, to Iverson? Yeah, exactly. He yeah, he went out on top. Yeah, yeah, he crushed it. Uh, it's it's that's that's what I mean. It's just too bad certain types of players can't can't you know take lesser roles. It's just not in them, and so you know they lose that little back half of the year where you could be a role player or yeah. you could be you know the second or third 
fiddle, but you're not the alpha dog anymore. Yeah. So some other news that came out of uh, the introductory press conference today at the Lakers practice facility was that Magic Johnson came out and said that he would step down as Lakers president if the Lakers struck out in free agency this year and next year. Yeah, that's well, either he he I mean he's either he knows super confident in being able to he obviously doesn't think that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Or I but it's just like if not, that is a crazy head game to play. Well, that's exactly what Jim Buss did. Yeah, it's just and he struck out. And he did, yeah. And look look he's jobless now. Yeah. Well, yeah. not jobless, but no, he still but, owns the Lakers. Yeah, I mean that's it's just a weird thing for Magic to say because like you know well who's like who there's no like I just don't think there's any benefit to that what other than what just keeping Laker fans off your off your back you know yeah or he knows something that we all don't know yet and we're gonna find out soon like like LeBron or something so yeah something yeah okay. that he knows he can make that ultimatum and know he's gonna get away scot free yeah yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a weird thing for Magic to say. <laughs> just like, all right. Well, you heard – did happens. you hear what he – you heard what else he said? What? Well, depends on what he was basically He was basically asked about, like, if he feels any pressure when it comes to free agency this summer. And he's like, pressure? Like, I played in nine NBA finals. I played in the finals against Larry Bird. Yeah. I'm Magic Johnson. Like, yeah, this not, isn't pressure. No. Nah. No, but it is. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It's it 100. Yeah. It's not, it's not pressure on his legacy, you know? Like his, I'd say like, it is. his legacy is cemented. He's already got a statue. You know what I, I mean? Just because you have a bad run at GM, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't tarnish look like at, Isaiah Thomas. Look oh I look at the way people look at Phil Jackson. Well what, because he didn't do well in with New the York? Knicks? Yeah. yeah, but no one no one gives a shit about that. No one brings it you know, it's like, yeah, that is the one tarnishment on his career, but over overall people Michael Jordan got killed for being an awful owner. He still, I mean, he still is. He's, he's still, getting he's a still, lot better at it. Yeah, he's still, he's still doing it. I mean, he's still, I don't, you know, I don't know. Okay, I, I would, I wouldn't hate on it. All right, I mean, I wouldn't hate on it either, but that's just me being biased. Yeah. Uh, also, Brian Windhorse said that LeBron James will make his decision before July Fourth this time around. Uh, the previous two times LeBron has entered free agency. His decision has came after the Fourth of July. Yeah, that's cool. I, I I hope that actually happens. I've been saying, you know, it'd be it'd be nice if LeBron uh, went ahead and started the domino effect rather than waiting for it to settle. Then right. choosing, it'd be nice if he let it off, uh, just because you know if he's going to leave Cleveland, don't don't leave him with no time to recoup. You know what I mean? So like last last time he waited till after free agency. And they had, yeah. You know they signed Baron Davis and Jameson. Yeah. And these guys to play with LeBron, and then he left. So think think about this. The deadline to opt into your current deal is July twenty or June 29th. So two days before free agency begins. Yep. Let's say LeBron opts in with the Cavs and does a sign because he's he's owed like 35 mil next year. Yeah. He's got to have a no trade clause, right? Yeah. Got it. Let's say he does a sign and trade because let's remember when he went to Miami, he took a pay cut. Yeah. When he came back to Cleveland, he took a pay cut. Yeah. Let's say he says, "No, I'm getting paid this time. It's my last go around." Yeah. 
sign and trade to the Lakers, do you give up the young core for LeBron? I don't know. Like, if I'm the Lakers? As a sign and trade, yeah. Yeah. It's hard because I don't think that's going to happen, you know? I don't think like, – I think I trade. think I think that's the only way that he is the first domino. Is if he is a sign and trade? Yeah. Yeah, because he can because he can opt in earlier, so they exactly. can start working on it right away. Exactly. Yeah, I just I don't want to give up the young core of the Lakers. Me I'm neither. Me that. neither. I love LeBron, and I think if LeBron wants to come to you, you don't say no. Just, yeah. But that's just like, I would like to say common sense. Like <laughs> you know, the best player in the world wants to play for you. You don't say no. But I'm not. I don't want to give up anything right now because I think the Lakers are on the right track. Agreed. Uh, I also believe that, like, if you wanted people, if you wanted to throw in the champs, you you basically have to, you know, do a better version of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Which is what the Lakers have been doing. It's you know they drafted Steph and Clay and Draymond and you know not all of them were top picks, but they developed their young core. They got role player veterans like Sean Livingston and Barbosa, Nick Young, Iguodala. And, and and you win, you get better as a unit. And playing well together, and, yeah. and and you know, passing the ball, distributing, playing good defense, then that attracts the the last final piece to be the dynasty. Yeah. Or you, you, maybe maybe it never happens. Maybe we have enough on our roster right now. But it's like, you know, if if Paul George wants to sign with us, if 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 LeBron wants to, you know, so be it. But I don't want to give up. Yeah. I don't want to give up Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Julius Randle. It'd be Alonso the same scenario Ball. as the Kawhi Leonard trade. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want the Lakers to be OK three. I don't want them to be, you know, a team that just buys a super team. Yeah. You know, I I think we're on the right track. We're doing exactly what the Warriors did. We even have their fucking coach. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just. Uh, I just think we're on the right track. Don't don't mess it up. We have so many so much good young talent. Yeah. Um, and we're and we're and they're growing together. That's the best. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, these guys are still like, you know, Ingram and Ball are still twenty years old. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. I'm not ready to give up on the young yeah. core yet either. Yeah. I. So like yeah. So I mean that's that's basically where I stand. I would not get. I I'm not trying to give up Ingram. You know, seven players for LeBron. I'm not trying to do that. Right. So, but I mean. I heard like, I, I heard what, them what? talking. I heard them talking about that scenario on the radio because it would be basically being be like lebron not spurning cleveland again it's like here's a parting gift here's brandon ingram yeah yeah or yeah, kyle yeah. kuzma yeah. or whoever which, which could absolutely happen yeah, yeah. It, i mean it can't happen but i just really don't no I it really could, don't it could 100 percent happen we don't want, want the, it to happen i don't want the lebron Kawhi, paul george thing to really happen i don't want neither chris, do i really i don't want chris paul no definitely don't want chris paul you know what i mean like yes if one of them were to like sign as a free agent I'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to give up our young core. So we talked a little bit about LeBron. Uh, obviously, the other, the biggest name besides LeBron is Paul George. Uh, the same fan who put up the... Because we're assuming Durant's signing with the Warriors. He already said he is. Yeah. That's so, why he's the, That's why... Uh, yeah, I'm not even considering Kevin Durant a free agent. Do you consider Chris Paul a free agent? Well, that's a different Nikola, story. Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic, no, I don't consider him a free agent. Right. So there's a line. There's a line. Right. Um, 
but the same fan who put up those L.A. Braun billboards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of which was down the street from your apartment. I saw one. I drove to LAX this morning. Oh, you saw one of the PGE? Uh, no, I saw I saw a different one. Like I saw one of the guy's ads. Oh, like his his. Uh, oh, just like him himself. His uh, what a law firm or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's like, a yeah. His name is Jacob Imrani. Yeah, he does like uh, car accidents. Yeah, like personal injury. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like. Yeah, I was I was laughing because it wasn't one of the Paul George. Oh, that's morning. funny. I thought it was hilarious. So this this guy Jacob Emrani, he paid for forty billboards <laughs> to basically court Paul George to come to the Lakers, including some designs in, that three, inclu- three right that include LeBron James. Yeah, there's three of them I think that have LeBron and Paul George on. Right. Yeah. So I have a couple of the taglines from the billboards. I want you to tell me they're, what they're all hashtag. Uh, PG to LA, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's like what he's trying to. Yeah. yeah. So, the one I have like I have three of them written down. I want you to tell me what you think of them. You can't spell purple and gold. Yeah, without, without PG. PG. That's all right. All right. Hashtag PG to LA plus the king equals another ring. No. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just because Paul George and LeBron are on the Lakers, I still don't necessarily feel like they're going to beat the Warriors. I mean, shit. All right, here's the last one. This is my favorite one. No Twitter burner accounts here. Yeah, that's cool. I'm that's my favorite one. one. Yeah, I mean, that's just a shot at Colangelo, but yeah, that's cool. I like the burner accounts. It's yeah. <laughs> so, July 1st. It's a day it's we circle on our calendars every year. Yeah, it's going to be good once it all starts falling, Kawhi and Paul yeah. and all these guys. Uh, and there's going to be a surprise somewhere. I think, but like I said before, I think the surprise on all this madness is going to end up being quiet. Whether it's quiet, surprise everyone stays in San Antonio, or whether he plays in some just random-ass team. Yeah. Charlotte or whatever. That'd be Kemba Walker and Kawhi Leonard. That might be no joke. Well, no, I mean, Kemba would be coming. Oh. Kevin would be coming, but... Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, July 1st. Last year, I was at your apartment when it happened. Yep. So maybe maybe we'll do a free agency uh, TSK show thing at the crib. But last night, the NBA regular season awards were finally announced. Yep. Um, they, they need to go back to announcing these awards in, like, the second round of the playoffs. They should, yeah, they should just... I mean... Why don't they announce it when they got it? Right. I mean, like, just uh, I don't know. It's weird. It should it should be some sort of event. Like, I like the event, but it needs to be way way. It's just a way for the NBA to extend the calendar and extend the the viewership. Yeah, yeah, the engagement. I get it. So, like we said at the top, back on episode twenty six with our good friend Matt Hanley. Shout out Matt Hanley. We uh, predicted who we thought was going to win each regular season award. So I have our predictions. I predicted James Harden as MVP, Anthony Davis as Defensive Player of the Year, Ben Simmons as Rookie of the Year, Lou Williams as Sixth Man of the Year, Victor Oladipo Most Improved, Dwayne Casey Coach of the Year, and Sam Presti as uh, Executive of the Year. Tyler, you had LeBron as the MVP, Rudy Gobert as Defensive Player of the Year, and then the exact same from Rookie of the Year, most improved sixth yep. man coach and yep. executive I'm, of the I'm, year. I missed on MVP. Yeah. So the results were James Harden obviously took home MVP. Mm-hmm. So Tyler got that one wrong. 
rookie of the year was Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. And, I mean, did you see what uh, Donovan Mitchell pulled up to the awards in? Yeah, did you see what Ben Simmons left in? That was Photoshopped. Was it? Yeah, the, the uh, 76ers... Oh, the 76ers uh, did that? Yeah, the social media. Oh, shit. Because I, I saw that they posted it, right? Yeah. So, so I thought they actually just like made it happen and pulled up. No, no, no. That's no. way funnier. They photoshopped it yeah. uh, on like Snapchat or yeah. something or whatever. Nike came out with a big poster, too. And the, that poster was hard. Yeah. Not not a rookie, the rookie. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah it was but like. But you had to scroll to see the rookie. Yeah, it was it was yeah. dope. Yeah, it was a good one. And then Nike, Ad- Nike's always killing it. Adidas came out with a pretty dope ad for James Harden, but obviously we're Team Nike over here. Yeah, no, nah, James Harden's shoes are just Nike knockoffs. <laughs> uh, most improved player was Victor Oladipo from the Pacers. Defensive player of the year, I thought should have gone to Anthony Davis because he arguably could have been MVP as well. Yeah, the 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 weird thing, Gobert just missed some time. So yeah, people didn't know if you had a, but he played he played over fifty games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Gobert is just a defensive monster anyway. It was just so dramatic what the team, how the team played when he was on the court and off of it. Yeah, and then sixth man Lou Williams from the Clippers. No big surprise. Obviously, there. he he dropped fifty in a game off the bench. That I mean, that's just absolutely unreal. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that I think Lou Will, Oladipo, Ben Simmons. Yeah, those uh, were all pretty much locks. Those are all pretty much locks. And even, then I mean, even Dwayne Casey, but a lot of people didn't. You know, there was at least some some argument there. Yeah, and then Dwayne Casey, obviously coach of the year, and then executive of the year actually went to Daryl Morey uh, from Houston. Yeah, getting Chris Paul, leading them obviously to the best record in the yeah. West. Yep. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Houston had a great season, and, and what they accomplished was they they showed you that. Because I mean, the big thing that everybody talked about coming into the season was there's no, there's, there's no way to beat the Warriors. There's no competition. It's yeah. Just, it literally, you know, it's been it was three straight finals, now four straight finals of the same teams. Warriors just been kept dominating, um, and they showed they showed you that you can win more games than the Warriors. So. Yeah. And then just a couple highlights from the actual show. Uh, Dwayne Casey obviously addressed the elephant in the room in his acceptance speech and kind of even took a shot at the Raptors in his acceptance speech where he was like, when you find an owner, and then he name-dropped uh, the owner of the Pistons. Um, I, don't, I don't know his name. But he basically was like, when you find an owner like that, it's always good, basically. Yeah. Kind of taking a shot at the Raptors. And then the moment of the night was uh charles barkley was up on stage naming all the legends in the room that he looked up to and then he goes to bill russell and the camera pans to bill russell and bill russell just flips the bird to charles barkley and the whole the whole audience goes nuts and it it was on live tv no it was a good moment because i mean the only person getting away with that is someone like bill russell exactly and he said he's you know, he said, hey, it slipped my mind. I was on live TV. And yeah, I do he it, forgot. I do it every single time I see Chuck. Yeah, he was like, it's just, it, it's what comes to mind when yeah. I see Chuck. I mean, he don't care about no TV. Hey, like, when you have when you have more rings than fingers on your hands, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, he's an old man. He's, he's just living life. He's living <laughs> his best life. No one's going to tell him no. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that, that wraps up uh, the basketball talk for today's episode. Uh, obviously next week it'll, it'll be, be it'll be a real good one. So you're not going to want to miss the free agency special that we're we're going to have lined up for you guys. As hopefully some dominoes will have fallen by then. 
Um, but now we're going to transition into some football. Some fantasy football. As Tyler has uh, some guys you might want to consider drafting this year. Fantasy football, completely different from real football. I hope everybody realizes that. Uh, (laughs) But, no, I mean, I I love fantasy football. I've been playing it since 2004. Um, I look forward to – You've been playing fantasy football since 2004? Yep. I'm not going to tell you what grade I was in in 2004. Yeah, no. I uh, I still have my Yahoo account. I still got the – I still have my high school football team, like all of our, you know, records and like who was on my team. Yep. Like I can see who was on my team my freshman year, my sophomore year, wow. my junior year, my senior That's year. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it is pretty. It is pretty. That's the only reason why I've kept that Yahoo account uh, <laughs> all these years. But uh, yeah, I got I got ten guys that I think are like first round talent. Um, like I said, some some of the uh, and first round uh, fantasy drafts. Um, so, like I said, some of them you'll know for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple of them are under the radar guys. I think are gonna have monster years, uh, but I'm gonna start out with the guys that are coming off of injury, um, okay? Which is always kind of sketchy. Yeah, because uh, you drafting. never know what you're you, gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know if the guy's gonna be the same. Is he gonna get hurt again? Um, yada yada yada. But I'm gonna start out with a big big time name, someone everybody knows, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. He's the guy that it's just when it comes to fantasy football, I'm taking him. I'm still taking Odell over Antonio Brown. Um, Julio Jones, AJ Green. In terms yeah. of fantasy, for I'm sure. Still taking, I'm still taking him as the number one receiver in the NFL. Um, I he, had him last year. As far year. as fantasy goes, yeah, I only two, only played four games last year. Um, but I, he's a smaller guy, but he 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 still has the speed and his his agility. I don't think he's going to take too many big hits. Uh, he normally doesn't take a, a ton of big hits, so. Um, I feel like he'll be able to stay on the field. And at, with the addition to Saquon Barkley at running back, um, I think he and Eli Manning could have one of those monster, you know, getting up there on, you know, 16, 17, 1,800 yards receiving, you know, 12, 15 touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Odell coming strong off of injury. Um, the, the next guy this is another guy that I think a lot of people know. Although he's a young player, he is coming off of injury. Um, he didn't miss a ton of time last year, but he missed a little bit. Is uh, Leonard Fournette at the Jaguars? Yeah, I think I think he's going to be one player this season who isn't going to have a sophomore slump. No, no, not at all. This guy's this guy's been a pro since he's been in college. Exactly, he's been getting paid since LSU. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He he's a, he's a man amongst boys as far as a runner, super physical runner. Exactly. Um, that defense, and you know, when I look at fantasy football, you know, you have to take in the whole team and see what you're working with because, you know, they affect how you you know what your performance is going to be like. Yeah. And that that defense is just so strong. They're going to really be able to run the ball, sit on it, and stop people. Um, Jacksonville's going to have a good year. I also think that because of the rookie year he had, I think that Jaguars' main focus this year is going to be their run game. So yeah. I think he's going to be a central yeah, I mean, focus of that offense. He w- yeah, and I, and I absolutely think that he was the central focus even last year, and he still averaged four yards a carry. So, um, yeah, I, I like Leonard Fournette as, as a top five running back. You know, obviously there are some guys like Gurley, yeah. um, Le'Veon Bell. There's a couple guys I would take ahead of Leonard Fournette, but he he for sure is deserving of a first round pick. Um, I don't I don't think he'll go in the first round for most drafts. I think he might be like a second third round pick. I haven't yeah. really looked at the projections, but that's just what I assume. But if you if you like Leonard Fournette, strike on him. Yeah. Um, and then this third guy, this is my dude right here. I okay. think I think this guy is gonna have. 
a monster year. If he does, if he doesn't, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be super sad because I love the way he plays, and uh, that's Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Houston Texans. You know what? I think he I think he's gonna I think he's the type of player that when he got hurt, he knew what he was on track to do, and he. He's I think, a baller. He, yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not some project player. He's not some athlete that needs to be you know hone his skills. This dude can ball. He's accomplished so much already at a young age. He played so well last year um, in a, in his seven games. I think you know. I think this year he's going to be able to play all sixteen. Uh, the Texans have that have that monster defense, and Deshaun Watson is going to end up being a top five scoring quarterback because of his ability to use the, is the legs. Yeah, you know, it's going to be similar to a, a Russell Wilson, a Cam Newton. These are the guys he's going to be in the you know, in the conversation with at the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, um, as far as, like, the quarterbacks go with Deshaun Watson, I'd probably put him, like – well, I mean, I think he's going to finish in the top five, so I guess i got to say, it, you <laughs> know, in the top five of picks. But he's probably going to be in a, a – you know, the se- top seven, top eight. I have a quick question. Yep. Do you have any defenses or kickers on this list? I don't. Okay. No, no. I know I know your feelings towards those two positions, so I I thought I'd ask. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It's kicker (laughs) kicker to me with with kickers is I think there's a lot of strategy if you want to just waiver wire it and go with a kicker week to week. I like Matt. I I You don't even think it's worth it to draft a kicker. I don't. I and I I normally don't because I think you can (laughs) waiver wire it, but I also like if you are going to take one, I like pairing it up with one of your stars. Yeah. As far as like, you know, if double you, the points. If your first or second round pick is a stud quarterback or, or a running back, draft the kicker that plays with them. You know, when they score a touchdown, you get all seven points rather than. Yeah, you know, exactly. Six, so let's say you draft Tom Brady, you want to get Janikowski. And, de- and defense is another. Or Goskowski. Def- defense is another thing where it's like if I don't get my three or four teams in the first like five rounds. I'm not going to draft a. I'm not going to draft a defense because right. I think I can hit waiver wire um, every week with defense because okay. it's just a, it, those. Those are more predicted on their matchup. Yeah. Um, those are those are positions in fantasy football that aren't individual. Those are team positions. Kicker is too. You know, like yeah. Kickers only get in there if you're scoring a lot of points as an offense. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, move moving on though, out of the injury guys, this guy I got a, I got a couple guys that had like bad years last year that I think are are gonna um, bounce back. Bounce back. This is another kid. Um, I don't know. You know, he I think he has the potential to be a top five quarterback as far as fantasy goes, but um, he's probably gonna be more of you know your top eight. So if you're in a, you know a, a shallow league, I still think he's a good pick. Is Derek Carr. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to come back and have a 4,000-yard-plus season with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to definitely push to make the playoffs. The additions of Martavis Bryant and Jordy Nelson um, to the passing game I think is just going to be too much. Uh, and, I, and I've always been a big fan of Carr. So, yeah, um, I like Carr coming out. Um, and, th- and then I'll wrap it up with my quarterbacks. Uh, this is the last quarterback I'm going to talk to this guy. This is a, um, a Russell Westbrook type of player, if you say, if I say, because I okay. think he just does everything. He is the only person on the offense that's Russell Wilson. I did not think you were going to go. I thought you were going to maybe go uh, Aaron Rodgers, but I like I like that Russell no, Wilson. No, because I mean Rodgers. Rodgers has a few be- more weapons, yeah, but Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. Too. Yeah, but that, that's football. That's not fantasy football. Yeah, Russell Wilson, I think, is actually going to be the number one scoring quarterback. 
that would make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, just because, you know, we, we, we have a young running game. We're evolving offense. We really don't know what we are yet, but what we know is we got Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and you know you, what he can do. You saw some of it last year, too, so I, I don't think it's going to be a big surprise. But, yeah, take take Russell, first quarterback off the board. Don't feel bad about that at Okay. All. Um, and I do have one more quarterback. I didn't realize it. My bad. Four quarterbacks Jeez. in the top ten. And I, I actually take quarterbacks in the first round. Um, yeah, you're, I, I've noticed that in the past. Pretty, but also, you have to pay attention to how it's scoring. If someone's, if someone sets up a league where you get six points for a passing touchdown, you fucking take a quarterback first round. You yeah. have to. If it's four points, then you you know you assess afterwards. But the other, the last quarterback I'm going to talk about is a guy that I talked about last episode as a sleeper. This guy's big time sleeper. No one's probably really looking at him as a top guy. That's Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, it's going to be his first year starting in Kansas City. Uh, he's already had a whole year under Andy Reid. He's a 6'5 athlete, very similar to Colin Kaepernick as far as like his physical abilities. Um, and that's saying something. Cause, yeah, I mean, the, Kaepernick you know, was a freak. He was a freak athletically. And, you know, with, with Tyreek Hill, Kel- Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and, you know, it's second, just another dynamic it's another part dynamic to that offense. Part that's going to make it so hard to guard that offense, especially look at if you do if you do weekly fantasy football uh, or, or daily fantasy football. Definitely look at Patrick Mahomes in the first four weeks when teams don't know what he can. do Yeah, yet. when there's no film on him, he's going to be a steal. Um, he's probably going to be pretty cheap. Uh, moving on, I'll, I'll just stay. I'll just stay with Kansas City. They're the only team I had two top ten players, and that's Ty Freak, Ty Hill. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I was super big on him last year. I took him in almost every team I had last year. Um, he's definitely like a first, second round, uh, top five receiver pick because of his ability to you know take the top off the defense. He he has the ability to get a kick return or a punt return in every now and then. He also hits reverses. Um. Since the day I saw Tyreek Hill play, I fell in love with him. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason his nickname is Ty Freak. Ty Freak, baby. Yep. And then uh, next, this guy, uh, another sophomore, which is which is rare. I got a lot of sophomores actually. Now I'm looking at it. Um, Alvin Kamara, New Orleans Saints. He's a guy that could be the number one running back in the NFL fantasy wise, just because Mark Ingram's out. Yeah. No, He's that's going to be so, huge. So, you know, you're getting a four-game head start. Um, he's going to be the only guy with Drew Brees that's going to be amazing. And then his ability to catch the ball. So, he's a dual threat. PPR leagues is – PPR, uh, PPR league, he's definitely, like, top top one or two. Yeah. With – Le'Veon. With Todd Gurley, I would say. Well, I, yeah. I, I think Todd Gurley is number one running back. I, I think you have yeah. to draft him number one. And he's probably the number one overall pick in most drafts. I was just, I was just saying Le'Veon is more of a passing – Passing back, yeah. Yeah, passing back than Todd Gurley is. No, yeah, but but Gurley, but Gurley does get used in the passing game a lot. A lot, yep. Um, yeah, so so watch out for him. I like him. Um, and then let me see. Oh, I got I got two left. These are two left. These are two good ones too. All all in with my boy. But this <laughs> next this next one is uh, Jimmy Graham. Kimmy Graham. Kimmy Graham. Yeah, <laughs> I had in my notes. I have him as Kimmy Graham, unfortunately. But Jimmy Typo. Graham. I really like tight ends in fantasy football because especially those top five, six guys because they're basically receivers. And yeah. not only that, they're red zone receivers. Exactly. So it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Um, and I think if you can get one of the handful of guys, it's a huge drop off to the next tier guys. Yeah. I th- you're starting to guess, basically. You're, you're playing the matchup waiver wire game with tight ends after the top five or six guys. Yeah. But Jimmy Graham in Green Bay is going to be problems for the league. Yeah, it's like it's like they've Jimmy. always used they've always used tight ends. Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers, you know, 
That's just it's a be, nasty combination. It's gonna be very. It's gonna be very similar to to Drew Brees. You know, uh, what Drew Brees did that Russell Wilson didn't was throw to Jimmy on his breaks on his routes. Yep. Russell Wilson is extending plays and Jimmy's having to you know change his routes, come back to the quarterback, follow the ball, all that. I don't think that's, that's not his, what he does. That's not his strength. Uh, you know, he has the ability to do it, but that's not his strength. Rodgers is going to hit him, you know, right on break, and they already have they have threats on the outside. So Jimmy Graham's going to eat, and I think he's going to push Rob Gronkowski as like the number one scoring tight end. Yeah. Um, and then to end it, this is another guy I've talked about a couple times, but I'm just going to keep pounding away at it because I'm just super excited to see him play this year and how productive he's going to be, and that's Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. He's baby. gonna. I think he's I, gonna eat this year. He is, I, and he he truly, as a guy that hasn't played in two two years full, fully, I think he can come out and have fifteen hundred yards receiving. He's never not produced when he's on the field. He's never been injured. Um, he's in great shape. Yeah, he's playing with a team that's really excited. You know, he's got he's got talent on the other side. He's not going to be the guy. You know, they're going to be at Juice Landry. Um, yeah, first four, four Landry's the, the number one receiver there. Yeah, right now, you know, when they walk into these first four games, all the, unless Josh Gordon shows his freakiness in preseason and people are like, okay, this is a problem, um, Jarvis is going to get the number one coverage. So, I think yeah. look for Josh Gordon to be a dominant force. Yeah, all right. You want to just rename those names again real quick down yeah, the line? Yeah, yeah. okay. Ode- Odell Beckham. Okay. We all know and love. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Deshaun Watson, Ty Freak. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jimmy Graham, Josh Gordon, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and New Orleans Alvin Kamara. All right. Well, thank you for giving me all the keys to whooping your ass this year. Yeah. Well, you know who's on my board. (laughs) You know who's on it. Yeah. Um, All right. So I got a quick little uh, two-minute drill. It's not even really a two-minute drill this week. It's just three quick little topics that I wanted to do. Uh, The first one we're going to do is a little guessing game. Uh, and you're going to get three strikes. All right, let's do it. Uh, so I have, I have a list of the top ten best odds from Vegas of who is going to win the NFL MVP this upcoming season. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, you get three strikes. I want to see if you can name the top ten. It'd be, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Um Betting's weird because, like, I don't know, are people betting? Because I just don't think there's any possible way it's not a quarterback. You know what I mean? And it's like it's I will tell you right now, the top ten is all quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. So good. I'm glad. That's what I was. <laughs> I was gonna name all quarterbacks. It's like I'm gonna be pissed if some fucking idiot says Todd Gurley or Antonio Brown. It's like they don't win MVPs. It just does not happen. Quarterbacks win it. The top ten is all quarterbacks. Top ten is all quarterbacks. Yeah. So you get three strikes. All right. In order. You don't have to get them in order. All I right. just want you to name the top ten. All right, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, Wentz. That's the top four. That that was four. That was the top four. Rodgers, Brady, Wentz, Breeze in that order. So that's the top four. All right. You got six more with three strikes. All right, Russell Wilson. That's Cam- number five. Uh, Cam Newton. That's number seven. Oh damn! I was I was almost there. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh shit! Oh man. Philip Rivers? No, it's no. your first strike. That's my first strike. That was a reach. Matt Ryan. Okay, that's number, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. That's eight. So you have right. you have the top five, seven, and eight. So I got, so I got seven. So you're missing there's, there's six, nine, and ten. 
for MVP voting. Yes. God, how's how are there guys that are in the top ten of MVP voting? I'm not thinking of it. This no, this is the odds for the upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the top ten odds to win the MVP, and I'm not thinking of them. That's yeah. crazy. All right. Um, shit. If they if they throw these guys in there, I'm not gonna be happy. Kirk Cousins. That is number ten. God damn it! <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so you're missing nine and uh, six. Nine and six, probably. Uh, fuck. That's a toughie. I'll give you one hint. You've talked about one of them already today. Deshaun. Yeah. Wow. He is number nine. Damn, people are voting on him to win MVP. He that's is number crazy. nine. See, like, that's nine and ten are sketch. They're, uh, but I mean, that makes sense. Nine and ten. There's eight guys ahead of him. So well, and you got to think. Deshaun Watson has the ninth best odds yeah. to win MVP, yeah. according to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. So, all right, you got one, you got. There's one name on There's one list. name and you got two strikes. Oh, God, this is setting me up for failure here. <laughs> oh, shit. It can't be a rookie. There's no way it's a rookie. It's not a rookie. Oh, shit. Um, uh, Dak Prescott. No. Fuck. Two strikes. See, see okay, so they got Kirk Cousins <laughs> and, and a guy that didn't play bait. Like almost the whole year last year. All right, one more. Let's see. I've, I got to be just drawing a blank here. No, this is really obscure. I was shocked when I saw this. Andrew Luck? No, that's your third strike. You're gonna be really upset. Is it Case Keenum? No, it's Jim. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G? <laughs> yeah. Fuck! I did not think of him. He, that's a good one. All right, Jimmy G. So Aaron Rodgers has the best odds overall yeah, at thirteen sure. to two. Dude, Aaron Rodgers got so disrespected in that NFL players voting. Yeah. I used to respect that list until Aaron Rodgers ranking this year. They had him as the 10th best player in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's number one. It's crazy. So, number two is Tom Brady at 7 to 1 odds. Carson Wentz is number three at 19 to 2 odds. I don't odds. see it. I would not take. Would... Number four is Drew Brees at 15 to 1. Russell Wilson is also at fifteen to one. Jimmy Garoppolo is at twenty to one. Cam Newton's at twenty to one. Matt Ryan's at twenty to one. Deshaun Watson's at twenty to one. And Kirk Cousins is at twenty two to one. So who are the four guys that are twenty to one? Four guys that are twenty to one are Jimmy G, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and Deshaun Watson. That's a good group to bet on right there at twenty to one. Cam Newton's a good bet. Jimmy Jimmy's Jimmy's a good bet because if like the Niners go thirteen and three this year, you know if they pull Philadelphia, yeah, it's 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 all on him. And then Matt Ryan could easily win MVP. All right, so that was fun. I struck out at the end. You but struck out at I, the end, but you got you started off pretty good. Yeah, no, that that that's a good one. All right, so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier when we when we were talking about Michael Porter Jr. Yep. Uh, he fell all the way to the Nuggets to fourteen. Uh, in the NBA draft because of injury concerns. Mm -hmm. um, it's now come out that, according to Mark Spears from the Undefeated, that he might not play at all next season. Mm -hmm. Are more teams going to start taking the Sixers' approach when it comes to drafting players with injury concerns and having them sit out a full year? Uh, I mean, I think uh, – no, I don't think it will change too much. I think there's going to be teams that don't want to take the shot, and there's going to be – depends on where your franchise is at. You know, I think that everyone knows it's possible. You know, we've had so much success with it. Uh, Blake Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons, you know, come to mind. And then yeah. Joel Embiid, obviously. Um, there's people that start their career off with injuries that turn into be superstars. It's not it's not unheard of. So, 
I, I think it's always just going to be where the franchise is at at the time. Do they are they in a position where they want to win now? Are they in a position where they have young talent? They don't have to play them right away. Are they really bad so they don't have to play them right away? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anything will change too much from because Philadelphia's been lucky. Okay. All right, that's 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 basically yeah. what I wanted to get. I was yeah. like, I don't think Philadelphia is... changed it any. Okay, I think they just happen to have two good examples. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it took them probably four or five tries to get two of them. Yeah, exactly. When you think about yeah. the guys that they drafted, yeah, it's you know the jury's still out on Markel Fultz and even like a Nerlens and Saric and I mean the, the jury's not out on Jaleel Okafor or Nerlens. I don't think. Yeah, well, yeah, Jaleel has a little bit more leeway because he's still only twenty-one years old and he's playing on a shitty team. Yeah. But he's got to change it around for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. And then my last question. Lou Williams won his second sixth man of the year award last night uh, at the NBA Awards. Yeah. Who's the greatest sixth man of all time? Jamal Crawford. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement on yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Jay Crossover. He's okay. The you know, but. I mean, I, some other some other names that came to mind were Lamar Odom and Manu Ginobili. I was going to say Lamar Odom is for sure up there. Manu is actually probably number one now that i think about it like he's he's just been he's always been a six man he rarely started yeah um he might have started for a couple years there in his prime but for the most part he's always coming off the bench yeah that's that's kind of why and I, he I, is like the epitome of the role uh if you want to throw in some throwbacks deadlift shrimp yep that was that was always like one of you know my favorites because he ended up playing for the Sonics. Uh, yeah but and he was, he was the, a starter at that point the show i mean the showtime lakers six man was ac green Yep, yep. Iron Man. And then I think, you know, was it Pete uh, Maravich or one one of those Celtic greats was a sixth man, like basically his whole career. And so it's like, you know, where do you want to start? But as far as like my lifetime, you know, Lamar Odom, Jamal Crawford, those are great ones. But Jamal Crawford's always the guy I think of first when I think of sixth man. Yeah, I mean, he's got the most sixth man of the year awards ever. They should just name it after him. Yeah, he's the man. Oh, that'd be dope. (laughs) If the sixth man of the year award was. But, you know, I'm, I wouldn't name it after him quite yet because I think eventually there's going to be some guy that wins it, like, every year. I mean, yeah. that's basically what Jamal Crawford did. No, there's going to be a guy <laughs> that wins it, like, five out of six years or something like that. You think so? Like, this dude's an all-star that comes off the bench. You know, it just works. Hey. Probably be, I mean, Ginobili is very close to that. He just didn't bring home the hardware. Yeah, exactly. Hall of Famer that made a living coming off the bench. Yeah. But, all right, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here? I'm going to shout out D-Wade because oh, uh, like D-Wade came out with a statement saying that he wanted to become an NBA owner someday in retirement and that he would love to be part of the team and the ownership that brought the Seattle Supersonics back to Seattle. Hey, bring the Sonics back to Seattle. So, yeah, I got a shout out. I got a shout out D-Wade on that one. Plus, right. he, plus, he's been to the Blue Dog twice now. Has he really? Yeah, so, you know. Did you serve him? I served him once. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He's, you know, I don't, I try not to get all crazy around people. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't, you, ha- you kind of have to. Yeah. I didn't acknowledge that, you know, I was like, oh my God, you know, but I would have said something. He, he seems cool. He's super nice. We have a pretty hush hush place. It seems like people are just trying to yeah. escape. So I would have just been like casually just been like, yo, Flash, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, you know, I, I probably would have said something if I wasn't his server. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, just because no, I was I've like been, bringing his food, it's like, well, now after I say something, it's like he has to like see me. You know. Well, I would have, I would have done it like, I would have done it like when I was like yeah. bringing the check. And the, yeah, there's definitely ways to do it, but yeah, no, shout out D Way. Like, remember that one time I served uh, Terrence Ross yeah. at uh And I've talked, I've talked to, I've, ta- I mean, I talk to you know people when they come in every now and then, but 
I'd say he didn't seem like he was trying to chop it up. That's all uh, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was one of those. He's also with his wife, so. Hey, at least you got to look at Gabrielle Union. Yep, and he came in. He came in with big Chris Bosh one time. Ooh. Tristan Thompson was in there. Oh, fuck with, Tristan Thompson. With Chloe. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty funny. A little Kardashian sighting. Yeah, I wasn't about it. <laughs> I wasn't saying what's up. Hey. <laughs> I was. I, I basically just tried to stay away from that. Well, anyway. All right, my shout-out this week is in honor of Bill Russell flipping the bird, uh, Argentina soccer legend yeah. Diego Maradona yeah. uh, for flipping two birds to celebrate Argentina scoring the game-clinching goal of their match against Nigeria this morning, uh, which means Argentina gets to advance to the knockout round. When which they, they didn't think they were going no, to. No, they didn't think they were going to. They got off to a slow start in the World Cup. Uh, but this shout out doesn't do the moment justice. You just need to go out and see the video. Yeah. It's hilarious. Old man was stoked his team won his country won. And then did you see he had to get carried out of the stadium? No. <laughs> he was probably just so wasted. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh a couple people had to carry him out of the suite he was in. Uh but anyway, don't forget you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.